The North Pole Podcast is brought to you by SantaUpdate.com. from the studios of Kringle Radio, I'm Alfred Frank Murr of North Pole Radio News. Welcome to another episode of the North Pole Podcast, where this time around, we showcase a conversation with two professional Santa trackers. One you know very well, he's Santa's Eye in the Sky reporter who tracks Santa from right behind the sleigh every year and reports right here on Kringle Radio the news of Santa's flight. He's also the newly promoted international director of Santa Tracker's you know him as Elf Crash Murphy Crash. Why don't you tell the folks about our other guest on this special episode? Frank, I got a chance to sit down with Elf Petey LaCroix, a voice who's a little familiar to our radio audience because we interview him just about every Christmas Eve. He was in the news recently when Santa visited him while on assignment tracking the test flights of Santa's new sleigh. Now, Petey's an old friend, a great guy, and a superior tracker. We're really lucky to have him on this episode. I'm a bit surprised, Crash, that you got past North Pole Security the permission that was needed to put Petey on the podcast. Isn't a lot of the work that he does kind of classified as top-secret kind of stuff? Well, it can be, Frank, but it's not really related to security. It's just more about proprietary information about slave flight in general and how Santa does it. He knows some stuff that the general public doesn't know, but I can tell you that that stuff is highly technical and kind of boring anyway, and I don't think we'll get close to talking about it because I don't think our audience really wants to hear that stuff. Well, what do you think Petey can tell them that they do want to hear, Crash? Well, I think they will enjoy learning about how a professional tracker like Petey goes about his business and what his mission is every time he goes out there. The kind of tracking he does isn't like what the rest of the world does, Frank. Most people track Santa because of Santa, but Petey's out there about the sleigh and trying to help with the effort to evaluate how it flies and how to make it faster. He's a certified pilot with years of flight time under his belt. He's an outdoorsman and can go just about anywhere. And he's also a sleigh engineer who contributes to a new sleigh design every year, and he's constantly working on efforts to help Santa go further and fly faster and do it all safer than ever before. Well, Crash, I'm interested in what he has to say. Now, I had no idea that Petey has that kind of expertise. I thought he just really went to far away, really cold places and sat there trying to get Santa flying by on video. I know that team of professional trackers are kind of a small team comparatively but they do have those kinds of credentials right i mean all of them are skilled like Petey. yeah they all do frank these are really a special bunch of elves they're very highly skilled and they are like no other elves anywhere else in the world crash have you ever gone out in the field with Petey like santa did this last week 
Yeah, I have, Frank. I did that about six years ago. I spent likely the coldest night of my life in Siberia with uh, Petey. We were actually on a mission to observe reindeer that night. He knows a lot about reindeer. We watched a two-year-old class of candidates who applied to be part of the flight test squad, which is about the toughest duty a reindeer can be assigned to. Pity's also, you know, very expert in reindeer, and he studies them a lot because he needs to in order to how, you know, know how to better design the sleigh. And I don't mind telling you, that kind of field work isn't for a soft elf like me, Frank. No way. Okay, Crash, I know you recorded this with him earlier, so let's give this a listen, and then maybe you and I can come back after to wrap up. Petey, thanks for being with us on the North Pole Podcast. Are you familiar with the podcast at all? Oh, yeah, Crash. I got you and Frank in my head all the time. I listen to this podcast, the Santa Tracker Podcast, too, and all the news you fellas do all the time on the radio. I've had many a lonely campfire out there with the soothing tones of Crash Murphy in my ears. Well, thank you, Petey. That's kind of you to say. I appreciate your loyalty. Well, don't get the big head about it. Most places they send me to, I can't get any other kind of radio anyways, and there's nothing else to listen to. Yeah, thanks for keeping my feet on the ground, Petey. Tell me about some of the places you've served in your work as a professional Santa tracker. You guys really get sent to some faraway places. Why is that? It's mostly to get us away from the light pollution and the stuff of modern life that makes observing a fast-moving flying object like Santa's sleigh in the sky possible. Most people track Santa to know where he is, but in the work that we do, we're interested in seeing Santa in action and capturing data about the sleigh so that we can improve things. Our work is pretty different than many suppose. Over the years, I've seen you work in places like Siberia, or in the Alaskan outback, a lot of northern places, but also I've seen you work in the jungles of Ecuador and in the South Pacific. You've been literally all over the world. Have you had a place that's a favorite? Well, you know how it is, Crash. We work mostly at night and in the dark. One place seems to look like another. I don't think much about it anymore. You seem to draw a lot of northern and colder locations, Petey. Why is that? Well, I prefer those places if you must know Crash. A fire feels a little cozier when you can see your breath. I don't know. It's Christmas, and, you know, I just feel better working in those conditions and dealing with the bugs and stuff of someplace warm. Petey, I've heard you say in some of your reports that you get sent someplace remote and you have a lot of equipment that you pack in and... You spend a lot of time and energy only to fail in getting any data because of things like weather. What happens on a year like that? Well, it happens now and then, despite all our planning. You know, Santa can be a bit unpredictable when he flies. We work with Flight Command to know exactly where to be because Santa has to fly over us every Christmas Eve. He knows we're out there and knows exactly where we're going to be. And he tries very hard to help us be successful. So when we fail, Santa tends to take responsibility for that a little bit because he wants us to see him. What we do is kind of important in building the next sleigh that Santa will fly. He knows that, but nobody can control the weather or even the wildlife when we work in some of these dark places. And sometimes we just don't get the information we're coming for. That's why they send so many of us out as they do every Christmas crash. Wildlife? You have to deal with bears and stuff? 
Oh, yeah, Crash. This isn't Disneyland we're talking about. So you've had an issue with animals in your travels tracking Santa? Oh, yeah. That year I went to Alaska, I had to deal with so doggone many moose. You couldn't hardly believe it, Crash. Moose? I didn't even know they bothered people. Well, normally they don't have any interest in people. They're so big, they just do what they want to do and pay you no mind, Crash. But in the world of animals, you see, there's a little what you call professional jealousy that they have with the reindeer. Reindeer? Moose want to be reindeer? Oh, yeah, they want to fly, Crash. And they're right about one thing. They're way more powerful than reindeer, just from their size alone. But Santa would never use them. Uh... Wow, Petey, this isn't something I expected to hear. Moose can fly? Ah, oh, heck no, Crash. They try. I seen them. But they're clumsy, Crash. Running into trees and stuff and running into each other. They'd make a big mess of everything for Santa. Can you imagine Santa landing on your roof with nine moose? Every house would be a disaster, Crash. You were bothered by moose in Alaska who want to be reindeer. Well, yeah, it's not like they were getting into my trash. They hounded me like no tomorrow, but I got them back. How'd you do that, Petey? Well, I told them the truth. I said Santa would be coming right over my head and that they could just ask him about it all, and he did. He came zipping by at about Mach 5, and they didn't even have time to wave crash. Is, is that what Santa usually does? Oh, yeah, he ain't messing around up there. In fact, when he knows he's going to fly over one of us, I think he steps on the gas a little bit. you got to be Superman fast to track Santa like we do. That's why we have to take so much of the specialized equipment, Crash. He's by us in the blink of an eye. So you spend all this time out there, and it's over in a flash. That's the long and the short of it, Crash. Those high-speed cameras are essential only for recording Santa. We also need them, though, to prove that we did our jobs. Okay, so let's just say you do your job and you get Santa recorded on all your equipment and he's gone in a hot second. Well, then what do you do? Well, it depends on where your station crash. I like to see if I can get Santa coming and going. That's part of the advantage of being in the north. Sometimes, though, our flight command will give us a different location to get to in order to see if we can get Santa on record on his way back to the pole. Do you ever have years where you can get Santa coming and going? We actually have a little contest about that on our team every year, Crash. It's hard enough to get Santa once, but to get him twice on the same night's pretty special. It's really rare. It's kind of like hitting a Grand Slam. Doesn't happen every day, you know. I've done it just once, and I've been tracking Santa like this for better than 30 years now. If there's an elf out there who wants to work their way up to being a professional tracker off like you, what advice do you have for them, Petey? I'd say to stay in school, Crash. It takes a lot of schooling. Uh, think about joining the military to fly planes. It's not quite the same, of course, but it'll give you a good foundation of an understanding flight. And once you got that down, maybe talk to Santa about getting in the program. It's about a 12-year ride to do it all, but those elves who can survive it, you know, love this kind of work, Crash. It's a specialty for sure. Okay, Petey, great information. We thank you for taking the time to talk a bit here on the podcast. Maybe we can get you on the radio during a flyover of Santa on Christmas Eve. We can try, Crash. We take a lot of luck, though. Tracking Santa is kind of like catching lightning in a bottle, you know what I mean? Frank, that conversation with Petey was some fun, but I can tell you he doesn't feel all that comfortable in a studio. Yeah, I was going to ask him about his outdoor skills. I mean, that guy gets sent to the middle of nowhere and has to be able to take care of himself. 
He didn't actually really want to talk about that. On the trip I took with him, he swore me to secrecy about some of the things he does. I know he fishes with Santa now and then, and Santa loves to go with him because Petey knows what he's doing out there, and he uses a lot of different methods to catch fish that many people just don't know about, Frank. I also understand he knows a lot about outdoor cooking, grills and barbecues and stuff like that. Oh yeah, he really does. I've never had a bad meal with Petey. He's a guy you can learn a lot from. I think Santa's lucky to have a guy like that doing what he does, Frank. Great conversation, Crash. Good information. We're not likely to get anywhere else. I really appreciate your time on this episode and everything you brought to it. Thank you for listening to this episode, folks, and join us again in a few weeks when we plan to explore a little bit more about Santa's reindeer on the next episode of the North Pole Podcast.